Brantley Christensen Real Estate is a fully independent boutique real estate brokerage proudly serving Oregon and Washington. Connect with us online at brantleychristensen.com. Let's take a look at Southwest Washington and see what's going on in the real estate market here. The first two numbers when this comes out every month, what I'm looking at are what our price gains are. Uh, average prices are up 15%. That's really crazy for real estate. We shouldn't be accelerating that quickly. Typically, whenever we get 13, 14, 15%, um, interest rates pick up and we start to cool off a little bit. Um, but looking at the supply, I mean, it's really a story of low supply, high demand. So everywhere across the country, people are moving from state to state. They, you know, five years ago, they probably, we used to help people move up here and they would either pressure buy a house or they would rent for a year. Now what people are doing is they're getting an Airbnb, they're living there for a couple months, they're seeing if they like the area and they're making a really informed decision with their purchase. Um, coronavirus, you can see through 2020. Market inventory, we're supposed to be about six months is equilibrium, balanced buyer seller market. We've been in a seller's market in Portland Metro, Southwest Washington for seven or eight years now. Um, we never really get above four. We, a healthy balance, what most people will consider balance in our modern market is around three months of inventory. So you can see it under one month. That's if there's no new inventory, how long it takes to sell through everything on the market. So things are listing, they're selling fast. December 2020 was probably the bottom in terms of uh, listing low. Um, just with, you know, if you can't have Christmas and holidays with your family, uh, because of coronavirus, you're not going to put your house on the market and let the public walk through. Um, so then January, we got a little bit of a pickup, then we got some snow. Um, February has been a really intense month. I'm expecting March, April, May, June, once we get the combination of vaccine rollout and a little bit sunnier weather, people are going to start moving. We're going to get contingent listings coming on. And we're going to get more inventory to work through. So if you're on the buy side, um, I know it's been really frustrating for a lot of people. Um, especially if you're just not ready to be really, really aggressive. Um, but there should be some more inventory that, that starts to tick on here. Um, as you can see, you know, looking through some of the other numbers, we're through 400, we're almost a 500K in average sales price. And then our median is through 400 for the first time, um, which there's just so many stats here and I don't want to bog down, but um, total market time of 33 days. That's from active listing to pending to sold. That's the whole transaction is 33 days. That's half of what we typically are looking at. So people are writing strong offers and they're getting accepted and they're closing. Um, we're seeing a lot of as is, a lot of um, transactions where buyers are just afraid to press the seller at all. And we're seeing um, them accept either repairs or things that typically we would negotiate, but they're just ready to, to take the house and, and jump in there. So um, again, looking at the average sales price change, this is a great chart to kind of see what areas are really hot in Vancouver. Um, and it's pretty surprising. Some of the areas that, I guess surprising yes and no, um, the areas that have been the hottest have been the low lying, a little bit more rural areas, Yakult 20 plus percent, Mid-Central County plus 20%. And then a lot of the core markets are in the high single digits to, to mid double digits. Um, you know, our core markets where we really sell a lot of homes, um, when you're looking at like active listings, the ones that are really busy, Camas, East Orchards, those are growing a little bit slower. And that's just because 
Yakel and some of the mid-central, the A, the comp base was lower, so the percentage gain will be higher, and there's just less inventory. So every transaction in this new market is going to represent a bigger dollar-for-dollar dollar gain than some of the areas like Philida or, you know, wherever, Camus that have been more established and have a higher basis point to begin with, they have a little bit more normal growth rate right now. So some markets are playing catch-up, some markets are lagging slightly, um, Lincoln, Hazeldell, I think that'll pick up just because the price point will start to, to push a little bit higher, but we see some areas that are booming. Um, East Heights, 22%. That's the, the value of your house. You divide 22% into 72. That's the value of your house is doubling every three and a half years. So, um, that's really a, an insane way to make money. If you're borrowing money at 3%, on the principal and you're making 10, 12, 14% on the full amount, that's how you compound and build wealth really fast. So there's just um, a lot going on in these markets. Woodland is up 10%, um, Callitz is up 18% countywide. So people are continuing to move up I-5, they're trying to find some affordability and they're fighting this low inventory. I mean, look at this active residential listing right now. We're at 800 lower than we were at this point last year and we're you know 1200 lower than our historical average is is closer to this blue line this 2019 line so you can really see year over year we just low supply high demand people are moving uh, people are forming families millennials that weren't able to buy homes right out of college are now making money um, gen z and the whatever the generations are below millennial uh, they're a lot healthier financially. They got out of college, they're making money. Um, you know, a lot of them either skip college or graduated into a, an economy where they could get a job to pay for their student loans. I graduated from university in 2009. Um, for four or five years, there was, you know, my whole demographic of friends, nobody formed a home. Very few people formed a family. Um, and it's not that my generation didn't want those things. It's the economy was far different. The job market was different. Um, and even after coronavirus, the job market now is just so much stronger and fundamentally people have less debt and there's more equity in the market. So the buyers are stronger and there's nothing for them to buy. So this is why prices are just continuing to climb higher and higher. Um, low supply times high demand equals prices go higher. I've been saying that, um, since 2012, 2013. So, um, People keep thinking the market's going to crash. I've heard that my entire career. Um, sure, if interest rates went from, they're still under three and a half. If they went to five and a half or six, um, yeah, we would have some really structural issues. But the reality is, is the buyer market is so much stronger than the, um, than the seller. The, the demand is so much stronger than the supply that the sellers can put on, both with existing or with builders building new homes. The builders have regulations and the cost of their inputs and, and uh, you know, lumber tariffs and all of that stuff. Builders, it's really difficult for them to deliver units of inventory that are in the demand curve, you know, even under 400, 450K. Uh, there's a lot of people that can afford 300K. There's just nothing for them. And I know that for a lot of first time buyers, this market feels like if they don't buy something right now, the ship is leaving the shore and it might not come back for them for a generation. I know there's a lot of pressure and a lot of urgency from a lot of different people that have been waiting to make their move. And now um, it seems like maybe that window has closed. Um, and we'll see, we'll, we'll see how much this demand stays strong. Um, 
the, I know there's a lot of concern out there in regards to um, some of the commercial real estate and some of the investment property stuff with people paying rent. But the reality there is even if we treated um, delinquent tenants as harshly as possible, I still think the market will suck up that inventory and turn it over. There's just the, the imbalance between supply and demand is so great that I think there's a lot of fresh money ready to um, hop in and make some deals. Um, close sales, way up for 2020 to start the year against really low inventory. So this just really shows um, the urgency of the market. And people aren't messing around. This is the, the busiest market in terms of buyers. You gotta be looking at listings every single day. Your broker has to be sending you listings multiple times a day. They really have to be fast and on it and getting access to the house because listings come up on Thursday, Friday, they're in multiple offer, they're taking multiple offer um, Sunday and Monday, and you're competing against a bunch of, bunch of different offers. So you have to have your financing right. You have to have your, uh, honestly, your vision and what you want out of the property to, you have to be ready to skate where the puck is going. Because if you're focused on where the puck is at right now, everything will seem expensive and you just will sit on the sidelines. So you have to have some vision, some creativity where you're going to add value. And when you find that, you can't be on the fence. You have to go for it. You have to really be aggressive. And going back 2013, 2014, my clients that have been the most aggressive and ready to pay the market or a little bit above the market whenever that was, there's been no time in my career where things felt cheap or when they felt affordable. Even when prices were lower, there was a lot more risk underneath the surface um, that People don't remember now with their nostalgia and wanting things to be cheaper, but things were cheaper then also because there was different risk in the market. Now the risks have just changed. I think the risks now are healthier. Um, circling back to days on uh, the total market time, this is extremely low. I mean, normally we're 70, 80 days. That's market goes on. You get a couple weeks of being on the market, get through your inspection, one, two weeks appraisal, two weeks to close, 45 day closing. That was pretty standard, closing the 60-day window. Now, if you're not in and out in 45 days, you're slow. Um, and that is, people are putting their house on the market. It's getting multiple offers. Those offers are excellent, urgent. They're waiving a lot of contingencies. They don't have a lot of leeway to back out. And they don't have a lot of desire to back out. They're wanting to execute the contracts that they sign. And um, this total market time will probably stay flat, maybe tick up a little bit more towards uh, mean reversion towards maybe 40 days. Um, but this is how quickly you need to be acting. You need to have everything on point. You need to get ready up front. So, you you know, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready is the saying. Um, get your pre-approval, get your searches going, get on track. You know, you're, you and your broker, you have to both understand what you're looking for, um, and be focused. If you're not focused in this market, you just won't have much success. Um, average prices, you can see our median was under 200K until 2012. So over a decade, we've seen that go from under 200 to over 400. We've seen the average go from under 225 to over 450. So we're seeing a doubling. That's a normalized rate, again, just back of the envelope math of about seven and a half, eight percent annualized return. Um, just the rule of 72, if you got 7.2%, you should double the value of your investment every seven years. So um, 
taking a little bit longer than that, we're still really pretty healthy for the entire county wide to be going up, you know, seven and a half percent annualized. There's some markets that are a little bit higher, some that are a little lower. Again, this is an average. So um, really health, healthy price growth, price growth doesn't, you know, prices seem to be fast for a lot of folks, but I mean, really we're accelerating a little bit quicker here during coronavirus this is a big gap up, but it's really been pretty steady the entire recovery. This was the bottom of the previous housing crisis. Um, the previous housing crisis really took um, two and a half, three years to fully bottom out and to pass through a lot of the wealth destruction and the job destruction and all of the stuff that happened during the, the great financial crisis. Um, I think in hindsight, people are going to look at coronavirus really as much more of an opportunity versus the 2008-2009 crisis, which was um, a systemically much deeper disaster. Um, Americans came out of coronavirus with higher credit. That wasn't the case in 2009, 2010, 2011, um, 2012. So um, now everybody has credit. The liquidity is much different. If you have a face, you can get a mortgage. Um, 580 credit, three and a half percent down is your FHA. Um, 3% down, 620 credit is where you start at conventional. So there's a ton of folks that are in that ballpark that are bidding on properties. And it only takes one or two of these buyers to really bid stuff up and have the prices accelerate. So uh, these more conservative markets like Callets, where the prices have been kind of in check for um, you know, a lot of years, we're seeing 2019, 2020, 21. Um, continue to be really good to Cowlitz County, starting really Ridgefield, going through um, Woodland, and then and further up north. Um, you can kind of see here on this map, if you're not familiar with our area, I-5 comes up right through the heart of Portland, 205 goes through the east side, they loop back up in Salmon Creek, and then it continues on. So, uh, you know, you have Seattle, you have Portland, um, then continuing to go down, you have Salem, Eugene, and then you start getting into California, you eventually end up in Los Angeles. So um, this road goes from Vancouver, BC to, to Mexico. Uh, it's a really important um, arterial or roadway for our entire country. So I think the development along this entire I-5 corridor will continue to be really strong and robust. And then the money will continue to move to the outskirts as um, property values and you know things start to get really intense in the heart of the city. We're going to see people a cross the river into no income tax Washington, or they're going to move out towards the country into more rural um, Oregon, Columbia County, some of the other counties, Yamhill County. Um, so that's a quick look at Southwest Washington. We'll wrap this update up with an update for both buyers and sellers. On the buy side, hang in there. I know this is a tough market and it's really frustrating and heartbreaking and it's an emotional process. It's an emotional process for us as well. On, on your broker side. So um, hang in there. And when you find the one, don't be afraid to overpay just slightly, especially early in the year. If you overpay in February or March by one or two, three percent, if it's the one, you're going to get that money back by June, July. So don't be afraid to pull the trigger if it's the one. And if you're not ready to do that, if it's not if you're not ready to overpay for it, it's just not the right house for you. Um, that's the tough truth in this market. So uh, if it's the one, don't hesitate. And also don't hesitate to fold. There's going to be more houses. There's going to be more inventory that comes on. Um, it might be at higher prices, but you're going to have more options. So if you have to bid up and you have to pay up for a house, just make sure that it's the one. On the sell side, 
this is the hardest market to price real estate that I've been a part of in 12 years. Um, just because the demand is just so hard to gauge and it only takes one or two people to bid your property up. And then we get into escalations that are, you know, 10, 12% higher than what the house is listed at. And then that creates a huge appraisal issue. So um, I typically want to advise sellers to price too high. Um, but this is a market where you need to ask a premium price and you need to market it correctly and you need to be patient to let things play out. Um, be transparent with your buyers because they will get heartbroken otherwise. Um, but once your deal gets made, if there's a huge price escalation, you need to be really careful with your additional down payment um, contingencies, stuff like that, um, to protect yourself up front because there's a good chance that some of these appraisals are going to come in low. Um, I was helping a, a gal in, in Portland uh, a couple of weeks ago. The listing was 519. We wrote 550 as is, strong conventional offer. House ended up going for over 600K. Um, as far as I could press, I couldn't get the house really further past 550. Um, so that's kind of what we're dealing with. And that type of price acceleration, to me, um, you just really have to love where you're going to end up if you're willing to pay that price. If not, fold and keep going. So um, the buy side, be urgent and be ready to be aggressive when you need to. And for sellers, don't be afraid to ask a premium price and let the process play out. So make sure you're using experienced agents. You know, I have, have experienced and young agents. This is a really hard market for young agents to get listings just because the ramifications of being wrong or, or a misstep in this market um, can be, you know, $50,000, $100,000. Um, so a lot of the listings are going towards established brokers that have a lot of experience. And then on the buy side, um, whether your broker is new or old, they need to be a deal maker because if they can't embrace the people side of this business and bridge a gap to the seller and the agent on the other side to vouch for you and to put your offer, um, to add a human element and to connect with them and to give your offer the best shot, you're going to just kind of spin your wheels here. So everybody, I hope everybody stays positive. As we get into the summertime, I think things are going to get a little bit more intense, but hopefully some more options for people. So if you're going to sell, probably wait until June. Now's a great time, but it will only get better. And then on the buy side, you want to get going right now. Um, have a great week, everybody, and we'll check in soon.